the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Sometimes I hit some of the creepy topics like wills, estate plans. Sometimes I hit depressing topics like divorce. Maybe that's happy topics for some people, right? Um, I talk about your finances in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s. Um, my goal is to get you you know, prepared for market conditions that may or may not feel comfortable at times to you. So if you ever have questions, don't be shy. That's the name of the game on this show, right? Um, don't be shy. What I would prefer you do is pick up the phone and call or email, right? So in your 20s, you're kind of setting yourself up with your 30s. In your 30s, you're setting yourself up with the 40s. You don't have to be the greatest investor in your 20s, but you better be on your way to understanding what you're doing. You want to start planning ahead. To get to where you want to in life, you have to have a plan, right? Um, and then you're going to set your pace a little bit later, but you need some goals. Can you write them down? Cutest little Rob Black story. When I was seven, maybe eight, um, there was a girl named Elizabeth who had a big crush on me. And uh, she carved, or I carved our initials into a tree. Kind of stupidly. Right? Uh, what's funny about that is writing it down kind of made it more true. So... You have to sometimes write things down. Can you tell me what you're going to be doing in five years from now, roughly? You should be able to. Ten years from now, yeah, you should be able to. Twenty years from now, that that one could be a lot more vague. But where I want to be in ten years is, you know, uh, a lot closer to retirement, like in that ballpark. Maybe not stepping up to the plate, but in the ballpark. So I don't have to have much more than that, but that's pretty good right there. So once you have some goals and you write them down and you kind of visualize them, um, you just keep your eyes, you know, wide open at that point in time. Um, live within your means is probably the best, best thing I can tell someone in their twenties. Can't afford something, don't buy it. I think the millennials are different in Generation X, and it's it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it all plays out. Right. Um, but the point being is that I think younger people do live more so within their means. They, they have seen some bad stock market crashes and bad job markets. Um, but real simple, can't afford it, don't buy it. It's that kind of simple. Live within your means. Have some sort of budgeting software that you actually take a look at. And there's something called smartphones, and I know you have one. You can download something like a Mint, M-I-N-T, uh, LearnVest has it. These are all great budgeting tools. Just live within your budget, right? You want to make saving a habit in your 20s. 
Um, I can't tell you how many people you know don't even take advantage of their 401k because it's their first paycheck. They want all of it. They want clothes. They want ship. Uh, trop, uh, I was going to say ships. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. They want to go on boats. They think the cruises. Ah, it's one of those, right? So you make saving a habit. It's really, really difficult. You want to pay off all your credit cards that you got into trouble in in college. Most people do. If you have a credit card balance now, it's time to get rid of it. By in your twenties, this is your goal. Set a goal to have all your credit card debt gone in your twenties before you turn thirty, and you're starting to move in the right direction. But you want to start investing in your twenties. And I'd say if you can do a four hundred one k plus one other account, that's great. 401k if you have a job, 403b, 457. This is something you want to start using in your 20s. But also, I want you to have one more account. Just get it started. It could be something like a Robinhood app. It could be uh, Acorns, where it's just taking money from, like if you spend a buck fifty at CVS today, it rounds it up to $2 and invests 50 cents for you. That's Acorns. I think that's fine. But in your 20s, you want to start doing something with investing other than your 401k or 403b. Uh, a secondary account. You could start uh, an emergency fund too in your twenties. That's that's super important. So an emergency fund is is so if you lose your job, a call mom and dad and say I want to move back in, or b live off your emergency fund until you find another job. <clears throat> How much money do you need in an emergency fund? I'd say two to six months. If it takes you a long time to find a job because you're in a career that's kind of uh, oversaturated or underpaid or something like that. I'm going to try to have six months of paychecks in an emergency fund, which is not a vacation fund, which is not a television fund, which is not a splurge fund. I have one. It stinks. I want to have more fun with it, if you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> so you start investing. Um, just any other side little investment other than your work one. You want to start establishing credit. If you messed up your credit in college, one of the best ways to improve your credit is to get a credit card, an auto loan, or mortgage. Realistically, I don't know where you are, uh, but if you do get a mortgage and an auto loan, you get a better rate if you've got good credit, so make sure you pay your bills on time. I like secured credit cards until people turn 21, 22, so that if you do get in trouble, it's automatically paid. I know. It's kind of like a credit card on training wheels, right? In your 20s, if you look back and you go, holy mackerel, I'm 25 years old, I'm making above minimum wage just a little bit, you probably don't have a marketable skill, or you are probably in an industry that kind of takes advantage of people. There are some, you know, journalists don't make a lot of money. Uh, people in radio and television make a lot less than they used to. So you have to look at your paycheck and say, is this going to be enough? Because you're going to work from 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? Um, and you're going to retire. So don't let too many years go by where you're just making ends meet, because later in life you're going to look back and say, oh, I should have had a better you know, job, or I should have done two jobs. All that time I spent on the Xbox, you know, killing people. Let me explain. Killing people in video games. Um, all that time I spent doing that wasn't the best time spent, right? You'll regret it. So if you don't have that job that is allowing you to get some cushion, that's allowing you to you know, maybe save for a vacation, save for a house, save for a car, save for your retirement. So I just listed four things you could save for, right? It's that easy. So a lot of people are going to regret their Xbox time if they're just making ends meet. I have no problem with you playing video games. 
if you're getting ahead in life. I'd say if you're struggling, that maybe you should be Ubering or lifting or something with your time. I saw something cool the other day. I was in an Uber, and uh, the driver had a big old handicap placard on his uh, windshield. And I, was, I, I didn't dare want to talk about this out loud with him. So I just wasn't, I was, I was going to say, hey, uh, what kind of disability do you have? Or, like, should I know anything? Or, you know, isn't it cool that people with handicaps now could be, they could have jobs like Ubers and Lyfts without really, they could set their own time table, so to speak. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I don't know. It, it, it struck me as like, you don't see that every day. In your 20s, if you do get married, marry wisely. I say wait till you're in your 30s, just so you can get some life out of you um, and kind of learn what you want and don't want in life. Uh, but you also want to start cutting the financial umbilical cord from your parents. I know it's, you're saying, I'm not getting married. I'm living with my parents. <laughs> okay, that's fair. You kind of want to cut that financial umbilical cord because at some point in time, you're going to need these skills to survive on your own, if you know what I'm saying. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Oh, and by the way, have some fun in your 20s because later in life when you get married and have kids, it kind of loses its its fun. <laughs> it shines off the apple. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I got pink eye. Oh, it's good to be me right now, right? Markets are having a better day today than they did yesterday. Yesterday, I think... I'm not against Trump on this one, but he's not supposed to be talking about the Federal Reserve. It's kind of like a taboo thing. But Powell let us down with the Fed rate cut. I don't think he let us down with the Fed rate cut. He let us down by basically saying it's kind of a mid-policy update. Maybe we don't... He didn't say this, but he said it's kind of a mid-policy update on why he gave us 25 basis points. He didn't really say more are coming or, or that's one and done. So now we kind of go back to what do we count on? What do we assume? And you know what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, right? So markets don't like to assume. They like a demon known versus a demon unknown. I truly believe the market can rally uh, with the Fed saying the economy is great. We've got plenty of jobs. Go back to your mama. Um, Don't look at me. But he kind of waffled, and for the first time in a long time, the Fed wasn't very clear. So we had a huge run-up in June based on the FOMC cutting the Fed fund rates, making money cheaper. 25 basis points, it's a lot when you're down where we are at these levels, but people want 75 or 100. Significant. So Fed Chairman Powell's befuddling. You don't get to use the word fuddling very often, but when you use befuddle, it's even better. The press conference just didn't do it. The acknowledgement that this was a mid-cycle adjustment and not likely the beginning of a long series of rate cuts since stocks reeling. Dollar stronger. Um, By the end of the day, things went... They started off good. They went really bad, and they ended up slightly bad. It was a failed communication, I would say. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Many, 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 many years ago... 20 years ago, the Fed didn't tell you anything. They told you squat. They were a a mysterious cabal. They would robble in a room with a closed door. They would not do press conferences. Now they're a little bit more, eh, 
let's give a speech at Jackson Hole or let's give a speech down in St. Louis and, and kind of update everyone and then do a press conference afterwards. It's very indecisive. Have you ever been with someone where you just want to slap them? And I don't believe in domestic violence except for when people are being indecisive. That's when you should slap people. I <laughs> went and saw a car on the road and you couldn't tell it was like exit 40 or the highway. And he was like, I think he was thinking, is this my turn? Or do I stay on the highway? Is this my turn or do I stay on the highway? Is this my turn or do I... He ran smack dab into the barrier. Couldn't make a decision. Indecision is a killer. I make million dollar decisions and I'm comfortable with that. So we got carried away with rate cut expectations is my assumption. And I'll be thrilled if they cut rates because it's easy money. But I'm not going to count on it. Disappointing outlooks from Qualcomm Lamb Research and Clorox. Clorox is awesome. Clorox is an amazing miracle. Been around 100 plus years. Basically will kill any germ or, or bug. Then you have those disappointing outlooks. Qualcomm, Lamb Research, Clorox. Clorox is kind of being thumped right now by Procter & Gamble. Now, if you go back a couple years ago, it was the other way around. If you look at the 10, 20, 30 year, they're both great names for consumer products. General Motors has basically lost all of China. Last year, China was their biggest market. And General Motors had a good quarter. It doesn't make sense. Western Digital thinks that the flash market has reached a cyclical trough. We also got the initial jobs claim report. Helpful. It showed another low level of jobless claims. It, its impact has been mitigated by the understanding that the claims numbers, 215,000, was in line. And tomorrow, the sign won't come out. Tomorrow. You can bet your bottom dollar of the sorrow. The July employment report. It's almost as if I want to say... Goodbye. Good night, everyone. I'm on vacation until tomorrow morning. I won't do that, but that's kind of what the market will do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Burger King announced a nationwide rollout, coast-to-coast coast of their plant-based patty from Startup Impossible Foods, maker of the Impossible Patty. Pretty interesting. Exclusively on DoorDash. Get an Impossible Whopper and the original Whopper for 7 bucks. DoorDash is already offering free delivery of the $7 taste test. That's a good marketing scheme. Yesterday, the FDA approved a key ingredient, including the Impossible Food Patties. With the approval, Impossible Foods can sell in grocery stores, which its competitor Beyond Meat already does. Some more plant-based proteins. That's a big story because it's a different trend. If you invest in trends, let the trend be your friend. You can do well. Beyond Meat priced a secondary... At 160 bucks, and the stock is getting thumped. It is getting schwacked. So it priced its secondary at $160. Says it wants to raise $40 million to expand its manufacturing to meet the robust demand for its products. Good problem to have. But stock's still up six times from its IPO. So the stock getting hit yesterday, the stock getting hit today. Would I buy the stock? If you wanted to speculate, yes. Because now we've got some bad news. It's gotten through its quarter, and it said, we're going to raise money and screw shareholders by issuing more shares to raise more money. We're going to do it even before the lockup period. I still kind of hope you can wait till the lockup period ends after six to nine months of it being publicly traded, but there you go. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Please turn on the lights on your way out. Um, Stericycle recovers from pre-market losses of more than 18%. Stericycle is an interesting one. They're a medical waste company. So when you go to the doctor and they give you a shot, Stericycle is the kind of company that drives trucks around the nation and picks up s- s- bad needles or used needles, or spent needles, or whatever you want to call them. Groupon's up 5% on speculation that they're going to be acquired. Eh, it makes a little sense for someone like Google. I can't imagine too many other suitors, but I can imagine Google. Companies going to need a good sales force. Mattel's going to offer $250 million in aggregate principal amount of senior notes. Again, when companies are, are bringing in debt, it's not like things are rocking and rolling on their own. Like, 
Apple has $100 billion in cash. The only company with more cash is Google. Google's saving their cash to build out the cloud, and Apple's buying back their shares because they don't have a lot of internal growth. Um, just a lot of things to think about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, and the new website, newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Later this year, Disney's going to launch its Disney Plus service to compete with Netflix. It's one of the reasons Netflix has been, how shall we say, stymied uh, as far as price appreciation, their stock in the short term. It's going to be bloody. Media conglomerates are trying to win on Netflix's turf because they don't have much choice. You have companies like Amazon, CBS, and Hulu all saying, hey, we want to we do what Netflix does, or we want their valuation. AT&T is Warner Media, Comcast is NBC Universal, Disney, and even Apple have all released or are all getting ready to release new streaming service video services. Um, so it's going to get bloody. And we're going to get into a situation where we don't know what the we should own. How many bundles is too many bundles? How many times can you share passwords with other people? Disney's got the richest, deepest, most beloved characters and shows on the planet. They looked around and they said, you know, that still isn't good enough to compete with Netflix. They bought 21st Century Fox and spent $71 billion. This is going to get bloody. Which, for the record, great time to buy a mattress at a murder scene. I'm not kidding. Um, No, 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 no. It's not a joke. It's seriously. If you can get a used mattress that someone blew their head off on, you're going to get a good deal. Game of Thrones prequels coming for HBO. Lord of Rings. The Lord of the Rings. Who's got the rings? I'm the Lord of the Rings. It's coming to Amazon. So Netflix is really far ahead of the game with so much popular content. Although, again, I'm going to be kind of my whiny little self and tell you that... um, I'm not really thrilled with a lot of things on Netflix. I kind of feel like it's good. It's just not great. Whereas AMC has got great. I remember nights watching Breaking Bad, and I was binge-watching the first two seasons because I I, I wasn't hip enough to figure out that it was perfect. It was going to be the greatest show ever. Um, But that still put me ahead of a lot of you. I remember binge-watching, and I go, this is the greatest show ever. There's nothing I've watched on Netflix that I go, this is great. I go, this is better than ABC, NBC, CBS. But what can't beat Two and a Half Men, you know? What was wrong with America that we watched Two and a Half Men? That it was the number one show on TV. Seriously. What was wrong with you people? <laughs> like how I'm now blaming it on you people? Uh, I'm turning into Trump. Well, it kind of is your fault. So the streaming video war is about to get nasty. Now, too many Fed rate cuts could cause stocks to outrun the economy. And that's the negative on what the Fed's doing or what the Fed could do or should do. Right now, we ha- the Fed has to sometimes be patient, do a cut, see how it bleeds in the economy, do another cut, see how it bleeds in the economy. Um, but there's no real major inflation. And what you don't want is deflation, where that teeter-totters kind of gets to the point where they, they lose pricing power. For instance... Weed has lost pricing power in Oregon. Too many pharmacies. And the pharmacies are undercutting each other. It's not tough to grow marijuana. The supply is very high. The demand's what it is, but the supply grew too fast. I know you're saying, I like it when you talk marijuana, Rob. Me too. Me too. Jeff Bezos sold $1.8 billion worth of Amazon stock in the last three days. Oh, whoa. 
He told he once said that he would sell a billion dollars in stock each year to fund his space company, Blue Origin. This is his largest sale over the shortest period of time. You can't blame him. The guy wants to go to Mars. It's like the CEO of Beyond Meat basically is doing a secondary way before than they should. Doesn't want to wait for the lockup period. Dude put in his time. Perhaps he wants a boat. Maybe he's getting divorced. Maybe his kids want Lamborghinis, Corvettes. I'm using Corvette. It's better than Trans Am, right? Fire up the Trans Am. We're going back to Stockton. Stockton is the armpit of California. That's a bumper sticker that I have. So he sold 900,000 shares. That's a lot of salmon swimming downstream. It's a lot of sales. Keep in mind, he kept 75% of the company's stock in his divorce. His net worth is about $115 billion. So he's allowed to sell. Um, last night, watching the Democratic debates... And I'll be honest with you, I was eating while I was watching. And I, I don't get, it just struck me as odd that they're having a debate and there's just too, so many people on the stage. And it seems like Elizabeth Warren's coming to the debates ready to fight. First one, Biden wasn't. Second one, he kind of was. Kamala Harris had a great first debate, not so great second debate. But healthcare investors, they got to be white knuckling it. You ever been on a plane that hit a lot of turbulence? Now, I, I got to knock on wood because I'm about to jinx myself with this story. I used to enjoy it. I used to make fun with it. I remember one time uh, I'm flying back and forth over the coast, east coast, west coast, east coast, west coast, east coast, west coast. And you get into like a New York to D.C. small little commuter jet. And uh, with that, sometimes you hit the turbulence and it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I'd act like I have Tourette's. And I'd, I'd basically say a bad word that I'm not allowed to say on radio. But I'd say something like this. I'd go poop, 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 And I'd have a friend tell the stewardess when she walks by, my friend's got Tourette's. And I don't have Tourette's, and I shouldn't be making fun of people with Tourette's, but someone with Tourette's on a plane with turbulence, funny. That's top-notch comedy. So Harris's health plan, talk about white knuckling it, announced this week attempts to bridge the divide between the progressive and the moderates. Harris would expand Medicare across to all Americans, but would allow consumers to choose Medicare plans operate by pri- operated by private insurance companies. So managed care stocks are quaking. They tanked in April after Sanders introduced the Senate bill pushing the measure, which was a great moment in the debates the other day when someone's knocking him on health care. He goes, I wrote the bill. I'm 92 years old and I just deserve some respect, my buddy. The stocks of... Yeah, that's my uh, Bernie Sanders sounder, even though it's not really Bernie Sanders, but it's just going to be for the rest of the election cycle. So um, it's interesting because another thing that happened at the debates last night is the Democrats were bashing Obama, the most popular Democratic president in 70 years. So I don't know. I'm not going to get too political. I'm just going to say that right now you have to be careful owning HMO companies. You're having everyone wanting to get votes. Trump's saying, let's, let's import drugs from Canada. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. So why would we import drugs from Canada when we can do it here? Because they're overpriced and Americans tend to overpay, in large part because we have lax rules on advertising and marketing of said drugs, but also because we're rich compared to other nations and we're, uh, we're shouldering the costs of future R&D. So that's out there. Oh, boy. Dow jumps 200 points on hopes the Fed will follow through with a second rate cut. Man, it does not take long for the markets to, like, look past. <clears throat> okay, we just got a rate cut. Uh, 
about 20 hours ago, and uh, we want another one. Ten-year treasury is about 2%. It's kind of an interesting one because there's an argument to be made that we don't really need the Fed, that interest rates would find their own level of risk and comfort on their own without a bunch of, what I'm going to say, truthfully, is a bunch of Caucasian males getting together in a room and robbling about you know economic situations in their home areas. Now, there are some women, finally, in the Federal Reserve, but there's not a lot of people of color, not that I've seen. Um, and keep in mind, there's a lot of Fed governors, which goes back to one more thing. We're going to learn about the whole Trump administration. Maybe it won't be the legislation he gets through. Maybe it'll be the amount of judges he appoints. He's on a tear appointing judges. And uh, let's just say the American court system is going to go very conservative for a very long time. Comcast CEO Brian Roberts in a speech says his company is going to launch Universal Epic Universe. Theme park in Orlando. Kind of interesting. That takes cojones to say we're going to launch a theme park right across the street from Disney World. Right? Are you with me against me? Toyota said that their July sales grew two-tenths of a percent on a volume basis. This is going to be a year where we see fewer than 17 million cars sold in the U.S. And that'll be the first time in a long time since we had a big recession. And that's something that the Federal Reserve mentioned yesterday in their conversation is that car sales are on the weaker side. But General Motors blew out their quarter because they sold more trucks than expected. Trucks have much fatter profit margins than said cars. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Uh, I post a lot of my TV work on Facebook under I Hate Rob Black or Cron4 Rob Black, either or. But you can also find my YouTube or, or my TV work at YouTube under Rob Black Show. So typically pretty good insights fast and furious and digestible. Got a lot of good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I try to give you uh, infotainment. I'm not reading some Michael Kitsis podcast information straight out off the web to you. Um... He's one of the financial planners of the world that a lot of other financial planners just cut and paste his content. I see it all the time. It's sad. Um, I guess it is what it is. So tomorrow we get the good news or the bad news on the job market. And this is one of the craziest, wackiest, crack cocainist things that I could say. Good news for the job market could be bad news for stocks. Remember the song Gangster's Paradise? Living in a gangster's paradise. Kind of things go with paradise uh, in the job market. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize nothing's left, right? Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that my mama thinks that my mind is gone. I know you're saying you're the worst rapper ever. I know. But the worker's paradise is different than gangster paradise. The labor market in the United States of America is generating steady gains in jobs. Now, not only are we getting job growth, but we're also getting a little bit of pay increases. Now, tomorrow, we get the July employment report, and that can change what the Federal Reserve thinks about interest rates. Good news for workers may be less um, than bad news, per se. Federal Chairman, Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell suggests the central interest rate reduction announced yesterday won't necessarily mark the start of a series of cuts. And the coming jobs report, it's a big one. It's slated for release 
about 5.30 Pacific time. Consensus guess amongst economists is that the non-farm payrolls rose by 165000 Ultimately, it comes down to this. If we have jobs, we spend money. If you're not spending you're investing. We actually get mad as uh, Wall Street actually gets mad when people save money for retirement. Mr. Market or as some people who want to always constantly be bashing women, Mrs. Market's moody. She doesn't like good news. She likes bad news because bad news means the Federal Reserve is going to give us uh, easy money with interest rate cuts. So bad news is good news. Good news is bad news, right? Um, if we have jobs, we spend money, but that creates inflation. So we'll find out tomorrow uh, how this plays out. New claims for unemployment benefits continue to track around the lowest level in half a century. So we're not firing a lot of people right now. Let me say that again. New claims for unemployment benefits. You're fired. I'm going to go stand in line for unemployment benefits. They're tracking around the lowest level in half a century. Now, I didn't say quarter of a century. I said half a century. That's freaking, freaking amazing. (laughs) Right? Right? In my millennial voice. Right? I've got a female millennial voice that sometimes my producer remembers to hit when I do that, but... It's all good. It's all good. No, 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 no. That's Dr. Evil. We need the female version. There we go. There we go. (sighs) Lower unemployment, higher wages, increased labor force participation. Good sign for the U.S. economy, but it's a bad sign because we'll be in less need of monetary stimulus and less gasoline to throw on the market. Remember when you were stupid as a kid? Someone would light a fire and you threw gas on it. Oh, there's a new viral video thing going on that just drives me insane. It's pouring hot water on people who are sleeping. And some people are taking it too far and pouring boiling water on people who are sleeping. We got to put people in prison. We got to put people in prison. More kids need to be put in prison. I know you're saying, you're kidding, right? I'm not kidding. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Apple has an ad strategy that a lot of people don't know about. Amazon's got a product ad strategy. They've got an ad strategy tied towards product searches. And it's starting to become really annoying. I don't play golf, but I have to buy some golf clothes. Long story short, I don't want to. But when you go to Amazon and type in golf clothes, you see sponsored ads in the first three research, uh, searches. Now, Apple's doing something Kind of similar. If you type in maps for football in the search bar of Apple's iPhone app storefront, you're going to see the result for Google Maps or shoot them up video game shaded in blue and labeled as an ad. Developers pay Apple when someone clicks on those promotions. Apple's been selling those ad spots for several years as a way of you know, helping developers stand out. And on the conference call on Tuesday, I listened to it a second time. I missed it the first time. But Tim Cook said it's definitely a big business. It's getting bigger. I'm like, no way. Don't do it. Don't beat. Don't start selling ads. You're supposed to be a clean platform. Now, developers are pissed because there's already a 30% commission on in-app digital purchases. So there's a new Wizard of Harry Potter book, Harry Potter app that has a lot of in-app purchases. And it's all over the app store. Because if we get another Pokemon Go, Apple makes tons of do rate me Apple will eventually generate 3 to $4 billion a year from App Store search promotions. That's amazing. They don't even, they don't even monetize the search of their, their, their search engine. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.